0: Are you listening to CBJRadio.com yet? The 2021 International Singer-Songwriters Association Radio Station of the Year. It's a free internet radio station. Brand new shows every day. Shows range from hip-hop shows to all rock shows to all independent artist shows to a Friday night request show. And don't forget about retro Saturday nights. Make CBJRadio.com the only internet radio station you listen to.
1: All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all
0: my friends, all my friends
1: with Justin Flaskerud.
0: Hello, friends. How are you doing? It's uh, mid January of 2022 when I recorded this intro. How is this year treating you so far? I work at the University of Wyoming and students return to campus next week, so it's a stressful time of year for all the staff. But after 18 years of working at the university, it's not that stressful to me. How do you deal with stress? I try to do things like keep my mind active, like cleaning my house, uh, working out, walking, working on my radio station. I may even try to list out ways to solve the issues that are stressing me out. Some people meditate some people talk out their stresses to others we all have different methods with coping with stress but we shouldn't let it dominate our lives take care of your stress or it could kill you now today's guest is Levon. on as you will learn in this episode i played football against lee in high school and he went on to play for the university of wyoming i ran into him when some of the university of wyoming 1996 football team that was in town for the csu game Wyoming was 10-2 and two that season, and it was one of the more successful seasons in Wyoming history. When I saw him, I realized that I never really talked to him or never really remembered talking to him back in college. So we got to talking, and well, I got him on the show.
1: Well, I was born yeah. in Little Rock, Arkansas okay um raised is a little bit of a different story because a lot of people think i was born and raised in, in cheyenne wyoming matter of fact online i saw a um, a a little a little article that said that that's what the case was <laughs> indeed i was born in little rock arkansas um my dad was in the military so we moved all around so as far as being raised i'm gonna say every two to four years i was somewhere else so oh, wow, so, so yeah, we went from Arkansas to um, Wichita, Kansas, and then from Wichita, Kansas out to California, um, and then from California to Wyoming, oh. and that's how I ended up in Wyoming. So, so of everywhere.
0: Yeah, where where were your first memories? Probably not Arkansas.
1: Uh, <sighs> not yeah, because there were kind of memories like you just. Don't really know how old you were until okay. some oh yeah, that was back in 1978. I'm like oh yeah. So so it's things like um you know I remember I have an older brother. We're not even two years apart, and and he had a friend who who we hung out with who got stung by a bee, and that you know I that was a dramatic experience for me. Oh, yeah. The bee was on the ground, and we thought it was dead, and she touches it, and and it stings her in the finger. So. Oh it's things like that, that I remember. And and so early memories go back to when I was about four years old.
0: Four. I'm about age six. Everything before six is a blur. And allegedly, I was a real naughty kid. Uh, My parents, my family tell stories where I was just hard to deal with. We go to restaurants and I'd last like all two minutes. So they put me in the car and then my older sister, my mom and dad would rotate in the car with me while I was losing my shit and they had dinner. Um, my older sister tells a story where, uh, and they spent, that's back when spanking went on. My parents didn't beat the hell out of me or anything like that, but there was lots of spanking. I did. And, and uh, I was in my bedroom and they put me in there and being naughty and I'm stomping on the wall with my feet. And my older sister comes in and is like, stop, they're going to kill you. And I think I went, I don't care. Like, and uh i get to first grade it all changes i'm the nice guy everybody knows today it it was interesting i don't know what happened why it changed maybe probably a friend put me in check for being an idiot for all i know and uh so that i mean that was those are my earliest memories from about six on but as we get older it's a little little more hazier
1: yeah
0: uh, stuff like that uh so you have memories from california before you hit wyoming right like when did you move to wyoming
1: um, what was that? When did I get to Wyoming? Or yeah, so I got we got to Wyoming. I believe it was the second semester of my my sixth grade. Okay, year. So that was going to be around eighty seven, somewhere around there. Okay, but I definitely have fond memories of California. California, I really liked it out there. I was in a little league where um, greats like uh, I don't know if you've heard of Napoleon Kaufman with the Raiders. Oh, yeah um eric strickland he went the basketball route nba you know just different guys that came out of that league donald willis he was a chiefs and a tampa bay buccaneer i believe so i was i was just surrounded by a lot of talent out there when i played ball and i was just in wow um you know that's that's where i have a lot of fond memories just because that's where it all started like my whole sporting events you know so
0: i mean i'm a block glossed over this one uh, did your parents meet in Arkansas? How'd your parents meet? Like, you obviously have an you know, older sibling, but I usually get this question out there and not everyone knows my parents met in college and they, that's all they give me on that one.
1: <laughs> well, my dad was raised in the country. Um, okay. they were both from Arkansas.
0: Okay. There we go.
1: Yeah. They're both of their families originated from Arkansas. Now my mother's family has been here in Fort Worth, Texas for Gosh, as long as I've known, as a little kid, those are fond memories too. Driving back and forth oh, cool. this metroplex, so yeah. Um, my mom dressed my brother in Houston Oilers gear, and I always had Dallas Cowboy gear. Ironically, <laughs> but we're, we're going somewhere else. But yeah, that was fond memories there. And like I said, in '87 is when we got to um, Cheyenne, Wyoming. That's where my hey. dad had his orders to move from and um, Vandenberg Air Force Base. And we ended up at F E Warren. So that's how we ended there.
0: So as a as a kid, were you? I mean, I was always enthralled by athletics. Um, my sister was the academic. She mm-hmm. set the bar, uh, she was a big shout out. She was good at athletics too. Yeah. And and so growing up in, in I grew up in Oregon, uh, I moved to Wyoming and I was 13, so 87, 88, right around there and uh i had to live under the shadow of her um i'd go into classes and they'd be like you're rochelle's little brother you're and she was the original rude she got the nickname before i did by coach and then i got to him and she's like he's like oh you're you're a little rude and i'm like ah can i ever get out of her shadow and you have an older, older sibling and so i'm sure that came along a few times and uh i she's six years older than me i liked hanging out with her but i really started develop my own identity of whatever she does, I'm gonna do opposite. Right. And so she's good at a- academics. I was not as much, um, I play different sports, but I wasn't trying to be the next her. So I, I mean, and then I'd be, I was a middle child eventually. So I had all those good middle child syndrome stuff, look at me, look at me kind of things. Um, I wish I would have put more time into academics. Looking back, I did a lot of stuff just to play sports, um, were there, were there other activities you were into as a kid that, I mean, were you academically inclined? You, you very well could be.
1: Absolutely. I was, yeah. I was, I, mean, I would describe, I wasn't that quote back in the day you heard the dumb jock term. Yeah. I, I was definitely a nerd and, and you, I got people to vouch for that today because I'm, I'm right. into everything and, and I'm just very inquisitive. I, I love to, to just look into things, you know what I'm saying? I like yeah. to break down the detail i've always been that way um kind of a, on, on the nerdy side of things now academically wise i didn't apply myself like i should have so i i did a lot just to stay eligible there you go so it was one of those things um and it came easy you know it's just kind of a natural thing when you're when you're very just in the know and wanting to know things it just comes to eat naturally easy to to do well, just to stay ahead just to, just to stay just just eligible,
0: yeah, oh yeah, and so were you a were you uh a, a was your brother your older brother a, were you just following around everywhere were you guys well, you were military, so you probably had a rely on him a lot, he's a little bit only two years older than him than you yeah.
1: you know growing up there's certain ages. Where the gap seems just bigger as far as physically, mentally, and everything. So, like, yeah. there were certain times, maybe twelve and fourteen, we felt a little closer than, let's say, I don't know, ten and twelve. You yeah. Know, those yeah. And there are times where I I have vivid memories of. Um, well, let him tell the story. It's the reason why <laughs> I've gotten to where I've gotten to because we love each other. We've had our battles and um he'll tell you that's what made me great as far as like Uh the sports like he told the story that he's what made me fast because i was always running from him (laughs) (laughs) i'm not afraid to admit that these days but we're good but you know i i would just imagine you know if i do something or provoke him and it's like gosh if he caught me i'm in trouble (laughs) it was kind of one of those things but all in good um growing up in the neighborhood it was one of those things where I was always a, a gifted, say, athlete, okay. but I wasn't always the most skilled person, if that makes sense. So there are many times where there's about 10, 12 of us in a neighborhood and we're going to play a pickup game of basketball. And I'm looking around and I got next because I wasn't picked. I'm was like, ah. Ah. And so now we might just play one game and now everybody's ready to go do something else. And so I, I sat there and watched my homeboys and all that, that kind of things play. And and that kind of sunk in and it, it over time, it actually started hurting a little bit. And So that kind of motivated me to, to say that I'm gonna be the best that I can be. Um, I wanted to jump the highest. I wanted to run the fastest. And um, that's another story in itself. When I found out as far as my speed and how it happened, in track practice one day, but um, so yeah, having an older brother and how close we were definitely motivated me because I always saw him as, for one, I always looked up to him and I, uh-huh. I his opinion and and he was always good at everything. It just came <laughs> natural, and, and I had to work at it, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Like dancing, you know. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, uh, yeah. I'm in the middle as well.
0: Oh, yeah, I have a younger sibling too.
1: I do. Yeah. Okay. And we're about seven years apart.
0: Yeah. Ah, my younger sibling is 11 years. Uh, my stepdad and, and mom's daughter, uh, she's like sister to me, but, and she's a huge Niners fan. And uh, cause like the moment she was born, I had her saying go Niners and they're Seahawks fans. Cause we're from the Northwest. And, uh, and so now it's a battle. It wasn't growing up like with the family, like my whole family's all Seahawks fans. And then they moved to the NFC West. And now we become like family rivalries. It's tough sometimes. And, uh, but I, I I have all sisters. I have a stepsister as well. And so I didn't have that older athlete. My older sister turned into a cheerleader eventually. And so I didn't have that older athlete. But I grew up around a house of five boys. And it, I watched, it was like Lord of the Fly. Like the oldest one, which was one of my better friends, ruled over the other brothers, but elevated them a lot because they didn't want to get caught like you said by him they didn't want it like they weren't okay. when they were causing a ruckus he would have to rain down on them. and i was like easy there man i can't do that to my sister you know like easy there on your brothers but they'll probably all say the same thing It made him stronger faster and i mm-hmm. want to succeed more being pushed by him and everything and so it was interesting to see that growing up. I never, after watching that, I was like, God, I'm glad I don't have any brothers. Like sisters. And like they never want, like they would take my little sister would take my clothes eventually. But um, like they would mm-hmm. never want to play with my toys or anything like that. Cause it was I all know. guy stuff. I was all GI Joe Star Wars growing up weren't, were my thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we had a forest. Behind the house I grew up in Oregon it had was an acre of our land and then another acre. And then behind that was a whole neighborhood where you had that quintessential uh, wonder years, kind of like street basketball football all that where we could go into these woods and let our imaginations run wild. It was fun. It was so much I, I, I wish kids could grow up in that kind of uh, childhood that I had because it was it was fun like that. And then I moved to Wyoming. And I'm sure you went through this from California, Wyoming. I knew one thing about Wyoming when I moved here, the capital of Cheyenne. And then I was out. I had nothing. I had nothing. And Saturday Night Live, which I'm still a huge fan, played this episode. I'm still trying to find it. That was Laramie Vice. It exists, but they don't have it in any other best of or or when they put out the episodes from those years. It was Laramie Vice. And it was all the old West characters like Wild Bill and everything. So my friends and I are watching it and they're like, you're moving to Laramie, Wyoming. They don't even have roads there. It's going to be horse. Like, I was just like, what are my parents doing? Even though my stepdad had already been at the University of Wyoming working. I mean, and it's a full functioning town, like neighborhoods, all that got electricity. But I was just like, oh, my God, where am I going? Yeah. Uh, What were your feelings on moving from California to Cheyenne? Like, what, what kind of shock value was
1: that? Let me tell you it it was huge it was it was a big it was a big shock value um in in every way possible yeah uh, the even it was just a slower pace than I was used to more so than anything else, like everything was just and then you know the the, the west the great uh, i guess I was more west in California yeah. it just reminded me of more like a the 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 wild wild west, you know just yeah. Kind of, oh yeah on the t v and everything and 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 more desolate more deserted and like where's the people yeah yeah. we're in california and the the population density is just way different so it was definitely a culture shock and and, and mostly in that way where it was just much slower and then in the sports world it was it was definitely different as well you know most of my things i kind of my analogies is going to be related to sports that's kind of what I understood in growing up. And I have a, an acronym that I'd share with you yeah. here if I get a chance to. Um, but that was a big difference. And I I would my dad had options. And um, my memory's a little vague, but we had we had Cheyenne, Wyoming. Um, there's a place in North Dakota. There's an Air Force base in Montana. Uh, we these were our options and so we got together as a family and was just like well, well let's see what Cheyenne Wyoming is about it like, yeah. was the thing about going to Arizona or or somewhere nice and hot Florida airport <laughs> but um, that was just that was a culture shock it was definitely surprising to go from there to there definitely a big difference um, my dad had troubles even in sports where he had to prove my age just to make sure he wasn't trying to do something funny. Had to, we had to show birth certificates when we go play certain places, just, just silly things. They were giving him a hard time. So I just thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah,
0: that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely was the the change pace. Um, I mean, the town I grew up in was a suburb of Portland. Um, it, it got huge right after like I'd moved, yeah. uh, but it was still, we had like, two high schools, three junior, like a lot of schools. Now I live in Laramie and it's one of everything. Our biggest rival is Cheyenne where we got to drive over a treacherous pass just to go play the next team. And you guys already had your own rivalries, Cheyenne and I mean, East and Central. And so it was like, man, Laramie's coming, whatever. And, uh, that, and I hated it so much, probably till my senior high school but I knew my only probably ticket out was playing sports. And so I applied myself in the weight room. I was not gifted like any other way, but that I took to weights like no other. And, and it was an escape like to be in the weight room away from why I hated Laramie so much playing sports and stuff. And I'd go visit every summer. And th- my senior year, it all kind of came together. And that I was probably my strongest, a serious girlfriend. My classes were easy. Um, Varsity athlete had a really good year. Like I got on a weight program that was just ridiculous from a shot put coach who was a female. And she went to school with Christian Akoya from the chiefs.
1: Okay. And
0: she would always be like, she wanted us flexible. And she'd always be like, if you can do the splits. I'll buy you a steak dinner or I'll get him to send you an autograph. You know, just I never got the full splits. But by that year, I could like grab my toe. I was pretty flexible for being a lineman and everything and came out of it just super strong. Like I couldn't believe half the stuff. And I hear stories now and they're like, yeah, I think I'd have you blocked. And then you just throw me. And I was like, okay, I, sure I was like it, you don't really think about it in the moment like I'm gonna throw this guy or anything like that And so when you came into your speed because yes fans listening to the show I played against Lee and high school and junior high were you class of 93 or 92 93 93 mm-hmm. so I probably got you maybe freshman year and on that I probably played okay. against you and oh it was I mean you were a star and and to play against, I mean, it was like game planning. And we had Central would kick my older classmates' ass, like juniors and seniors, when I was a sophomore. Yeah,
1: but then it was always
0: East with us because of you. And I'm sure there were other talented players on your team, but yeah, then was, you were the you were the focus a lot of the time. And 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 playing against you and such. And so like when you and we'll get led to get done this story later. When you went into University of Wyoming, it was kind of one of those things where like. I was so proud. I was like, I played against that guy. We're actually getting Wyoming players, not the token Laramie kid. We're getting players from the state that have true talent, and it was pretty cool and everything. And so clearly, did you, like, you excel at at sports, and you play play basketball and everything. Uh, Did you see sports as the same kind of escape from, now I live in Wyoming compared to California,
1: yeah yes i <laughs> i, I it, it will, and i say yeah kind of hesitantly because i was doing that from california okay yeah you want to go even farther back i started t-ball in wichita kansas that was my very first ah. work too so like sports was just my 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 getaway to just you know as young kids we have all this energy it was like a yeah. ball of movie, a lot of us at least. And I think mine was an overdrive. I I didn't know, you know, people get labeled with things these days. He has this, he has that. Maybe I had something, one of them, you know. Yeah. But I was always moving. And I think that was just my outlet to slow down, slow down. And so that's what I just loved about sports. And then I became a competitor, I mean, all the way from first grade, when I had new shoes, I was that dude tying my shoes, asking everybody I see, do you want to race? Do you want to race? Ah. I was that guy Yeah, trying to find somebody to race. Cause I got a brand new pair of sneakers. So I was always a competitive kid as well. Always wanted to win, you know, and maybe not even win, but just compete. I like to compete. And so that was always a thing. So I I'd say it, it was a release. In a way, but it started, you know, before I got to Wyoming and just kind of experiencing that culture shock from California, so I think it started a little bit earlier than that. Yeah, it was definitely one of the factors and it was definitely one of the things that I loved about sports and everything and that it is that I did it is exactly what you said, you know, just to be able to to just let go and just not think about, you know, things that you're not happy with, or that's just a little bit lesser.
0: It is. It's that nice thing I call sports. I don't know if all athletes go through this one, but I, yeah, you put all other troubles away at the world and you're focused on the game at hand and you disappear into it. It's almost like, I know I'm sure you've seen the movie, the program with their quarterback, where he's just like, that's why I like playing football because it makes all my problems disappear. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And you only have X amount of time to think about things. Otherwise you're on your butt. And, and, and so it was, I, I just remember those two moments where I'm like, I don't even know what the score is right now. I'm so caught up in this down or this, you know, I end up skiing later and, racing and stuff but i brought it that kind of drive to every sport i did i'm like i'm so focused on it and the world would disappear i didn't even know we had fans half the time i i I was like we get done and i'd be like oh you guys are here all right thanks
1: yeah i've experienced that that's that's so true that you you just get lost in it all in and like um the people that Play and that understand the game within the game within the game. It's yeah. almost like what's, what's the movie with Leonardo, uh, Inception? It's just like a oh, dream yeah. with a dream with it. it's like it gets so minute and detailed that you're in your own zone that you do forget there's 50,000 screaming fans. You know, it's just wow. And I, I say 50,000 thinking on a D1 level. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, yeah I got you. It's, cool. like, it, it's just the same feeling. And, yeah. and you just take each level. And you just naturally fit in this level. Like, you know, I, I clearly remember going to games, Wyoming games when I was in junior high and I'm like, good Lord, I, I, I get smashed out there. There's no way, you know, yeah. against the fence and in a not whole section. And I'm just okay. like, happened. and uh, you just naturally graduate, graduate and, and just reach that size, that speed, that determination, each level that you reach. you know.
0: Yeah. I, I got, I mean, I will talk about how you got to the University of Miami. Uh, I got recruited a little bit, but every coach is sad. I went to we go get recruited by small schools and they were like, Oh, I thought you were taller. And I was like, <laughs> that's not no, I'm I'm not growing. Like, I know that's not. I guess like I can put me in the weight room, I'll make you happy there. But then they pull out my would-be teammates and I'm like, Oh, these trees, I'm never gonna get leverage. It's this is gonna be rough. And I remember I went through a year of college. I got myself in shape. I, I do a lot of video work with university at the time, but I go and watch a practice. Like, I'm going to walk on. And I believe Kurt Whitehead was still playing. And I went, no, nope, not going to play against that guy. Nope, I'm good. And I just, my hair was long. Yeah, he was.
1: Yeah, he was something else. He was, he some, was I was just like, he really was. When I yeah. got there, oh my goodness. Yeah, there was a couple of those guys that was there
0: and eventually became my manager when I worked at the parlor. But that, I mean, and he had gotten smaller and everything. I told him the story, he was like, yeah, I would eat ate you up. And I was like, yep, yep, you would have. And so, um, you clearly had lots of success as I spoke a little bit in in high school athletics. Did you, you knew you wanted to go to college? Did you know where you wanted to go right
1: off the bat? Yes, I, yes, I did. Uh, I always wanted to reach a certain level I knew I wanted to play college football. I I didn't, you know, basketball, I just did for something to do.
0: Yeah.
1: I became way better later track. I love, I love track. I still love track and field. Uh, but I wanted to play college football and there's a certain, the school that I wanted to go, and this is from California too. I've always, I had a a Colorado Buffalo shirt. Ah, Always wanted to be a CU Buffs. And then when I got closer to the Wyoming area and I got to see them closer and I was a big fan of Eric being Darian yeah. again, matter of fact, my, my oldest son is named after Darian. Ah, oh,
0: good name. That's great. It's, I mean, regardless of the athlete, it's a good name.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, so that was just one of the things, places that I always wanted to go. And I also wanted to go to the university of Nebraska. Uh. So so it was between Nebraska, of course, the Wyoming, because I always, I went to camps there okay. and just a side note, um, one of the, 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 camp that I went to, and it was kind of ironic. Um, it was, a you know, hundreds of guys come from all over Denver, Nebraska, yeah. Wyoming, to this camp. And, um, the final three players of the camp ended up being myself, Janae Jackson and, uh, Scott Frost, the head coach. I thought that was very interesting. Like he nice. was there, he got the overall player of the camp and, and I got defensive player, and Janae got offensive player, but that was just very ironic. And you know, we we just just where we all ended. I yeah. Think. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I definitely wanted to go to Nebraska. Wyoming was my was an option, and CU was my number one. Um, I had a coach, a high school coach, Mr. Coach Trimbley. You know, he was he was kind of, he was a good impact on on, on my life and. He, we drove to Nebraska. We were on our way. You know, He he took me to a lot of camps. And um, we were on our way to one of these camps. And he made me when we were driving. I'll grab my water here. He just reminded <laughs> me to have some ice cold water sitting uh, over
0: there um, Folks, uh, I just drank uh, some Gatorade Zero that uh, I've been drinking ever since I think I had COVID. So that was back at, before it ever happened. But I just like staying hydrated now i'll never get that dehydrated again so i drink it d- during the podcast all the time <laughs>
1: that's, awesome. that's awesome yeah that's hydration It's important yeah oh yeah <laughs> so 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 my ha- my high school coach made me write down on a piece of paper the pros and cons for each university that i was oh. going to go to so this is mind you this is a long trip i'm a young kid kind of a hothead head and i didn't want to do this kind of stuff i'm just like yeah. So he made me, and, and to this day, that's one of the things that I, I use on my own children. It's like write the pros and cons to to where you're trying to do and why you're trying to do it, and everything pointed to Wyoming. Everything. Huh. So it was just kind of crazy how that ended up, and I had a friend who was my brother's, one of my brother's good friends, uh, Troy Dumas. Ah yes. Yeah. So he was he was in school uh, two grades ahead of me, and he was already at the University of Nebraska. So I asked, I asked Troy. I was like, Hey, you know, I sent some film there. What are you know What are they saying? What are the guys saying? I was like, feeling good about it. He's like, Coach says you didn't show up on film. <laughs> I was oh. Like, what? It's like Coach says you didn't show up on film. Huh? And I was like, Wow. So I was really distraught about that, and so like I was like, Okay, and so immediately. I took, I took offense to it, and and I didn't understand that. And you know, maybe not everyone's impressed with your skill. That's why you got so many places and so many athletes, and you got different strengths and weaknesses. And so I, I get it now. But as a young kid, I didn't understand that. So, I just wanted to make sure when we played them on that schedule, that 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 that, that October twenty-four, <laughs> that I was going to be the, uh, that I was going to have a good game. And and I ended up being Defensive Player of the Week and, and all that good stuff. I remember a forced fumble, and interception. Yeah. And we just, we just uh, it was one of my, just a great memory. You know, one of my favorite times just playing football period between all and everywhere that I've been. So so I was thankful to go to Wyoming and really that was the only school that offered me a, uh, a full ride scholarship. So, you know, I just thought that was wise, and so did my parents. And I'm right yeah. here, over the Hill. At least I thought. So my dad retired in '92, and they moved away as soon as I got yeah. to commute in '93. So that was kind of a bummer. Where they moved to? They moved back to Wichita, Kansas, because <laughs> they had, uh, they had good friends that convinced them to move back that way. So, so that's where my mom and my brother, my younger brother, is today.
0: Ah, yeah. um. And did
1: you like, I played,
0: I remember you as a running back and, I, and we talked about it that one night and I was like, you're the first guy that left me tackling air and that I'd ever been again. I was like, wow. All right. Reform. How do you tackle now? And I became a better tackler, but I was like, okay, you had some moves. And I remember like, I played again. I got some like in time against Troy, against Troy Dumas. And the next thing you know, he's at Nebraska. And I saw him at somewhere after the fact he came back and he was just jacked. And I was like, that's not the guy I tackled. That guy is like, I'm scared of that guy. I was like, I, I was like, I remember tackling him and he was fast, but he wasn't just like stout, like a linebacker. What is he? A linebacker safety kind of was that?
1: he was both. Yeah. Yeah. He did both.
0: And so did you come to Wyoming to play any positions? Like I was not running back, but I know the difference
1: yeah so i got recruited as a running back and my my full ride scholarship was as a running back okay but i get there and i don't look like the other running backs i just don't you know i'm thinking wow okay well i'm a running back so i'll showcase the skill set that i have and maybe we need just all sorts because you had ryan christopherson and terry micks and I mean, just big bulldozing guys. I'm just like, wow. And then you had Damon Turner and Dana Day. And these guys are super fast and swift. I'm just like, so what do I have to offer? So I was about the sixth or seventh running back, you know, coming in. And I didn't last there very long just because we didn't have a lot of DBs, defensive backs, and the ones that we did have were, you know, upperclassmen. So they're almost on their way out. You know, you had the Prentice Roams and <laughs> Kenny Johnson Rulik, and and Flea, you know, during the hell. Yeah. So you had all these guys that were just already up there towards their way out. And so the running back coach just comes into uh a meeting one time and he just says, Hey Lee, how would you like to play defense? You know, how would you like to try that out? You you'll be able to play a lot sooner. Like more than likely, you're gonna play a lot sooner. You'll see the field a lot quicker. <laughs> and me just being an opportunistic guy i just said hey let's let's do it let's give it a try let's let's try it and it, it just came natural you know i was just like okay i kind of like this and, and what they what they did at first was move me to to safety so i didn't start off as a cornerback i started off as a free safety and this is only shoot i guess maybe a week into the camp you yeah. know so it it was very early on and and sure enough they they did use me where I didn't redshirt so I guess it was a great move where, where they actually needed me and so I just take took a calculated risk and and thought that was a good move to do and and it worked out for me So you end up you end up starting so
0: think, all 4 years?
1: No. Um oh. My logical thinking was, hey, we got four positions out here at defensive back, and so I can fit in in one of these pieces. And sometimes five come in, sometimes six come in, you know, ah. the nickel and dime package. So I can see the field. But so nickel and dime packages I saw as a as a as a true freshman. I did not start because I was a safety behind. Uh, we had a guy by the name of Rob Levine, and then uh, Kenny Johnson. Okay. Yeah. Those two guys, and so um i saw a few downs but mostly on the nickel packages and third and longs and those kind of things where i just come as an extra defensive back so i was trying to think. think that was yeah i start i started my yeah sophomore year on sophomore year on so i started one year at free safety and then two years at corner yeah nice
0: all right there. We- like I said, we were, I mean, I can't speak for all Wyoming people, but we were de- I, we were definitely proud that we were getting a, a Wyoming guy out there on the field. I think mean, Janae comes along later, but about that same time, but yeah, it was, um, it was exciting. Cause it wasn't, I was like, there's a token Laramie kid. He may be back up line. You know, it wasn't, it was felt like token, but like, I knew you were a very good athlete. So I was like, yes, He didn't go to Nebraska. He didn't go to CU. He actually went to Wyoming. So that was nice to watch that. And I worked in the media. So I was on the sidelines covering a lot of uh, all sports at the time. And so to watch your game progress and then uh, eventually like Walworth comes to town and like become friends with him and and roommates. I hung out with the offense because I was friends with those guys more. But I knew like Greg Van Leer, like he's a broadcasting Mm -hmm. major and stuff like that. I didn't become better friends with Wayman until after football was over. So I never knew any of the defensive guys at all. Like I might see you guys out and about like DJ's parlor and stuff, but I was like, ah, I never got to know the defensive guys very well. Um, I knew all the offensive guys pretty well because uh, of Josh and I live with John Davis and Demetrius and, and Shane and stuff. And so, Hey, Shane and uh, Demetrius love to see you guys again and John, but, love to see you guys again. They don't ever make it back for reunions I haven't seen yet. Uh, it'd be nice to see those guys again. Um, yeah, I was excited that you guys came out this year for CSU. Brought us some some luck. Again, not some luck, some dominance against those Rams. It was pretty cool. So going into college, did you know what you wanted to uh, major in? Obviously, you're getting education paid for by your scholarship. Did you were really like, uh, I'll go... Undeclared for a little bit.
1: Yeah, gosh, no, I, I, what did I do? I switched like three different times, and I, oh, yeah. I honestly do not know the order of which I started. I, I was, I was trying to be a, <laughs> so, so I was told my the advice that I was told was to be just liberal arts. It's like, hey, oh, man, okay. all the seniors was telling like just be a liberal arts major, and I, I didn't even know what that was. <laughs> it's basically kind of a general kind of thing is what I thought. And that was the big thing that everybody was doing. So I was just like, well, I just want to make sure that when I'm done playing somehow, some way I want to make some good money and I want to make a living for my family. So business sounds good. And so what I ended up doing was business administration, but I started off as a communications, I believe it started there. And then I didn't like that. Then I thought I wanted to do something with psychology I was (laughs) like, I mean, I like the way the brain works and I like all these little tricks and I like all these little puzzles and I just like messing with my brain and my mind. So I'm thinking, okay, but I just had it all twisted version of it, I guess. I don't know. It wasn't, that wasn't it either. So I, I changed it like two or three different times ended up being a business administration major, um, came out in four years and I, I did a five year plan, so I never went back 28 hours short. That's okay. Wow. we were thinking yeah i
0: i took six um it could have been five and at my parents were like we'll pay for five that seems about the normal and then i got to year five and went uh i'm not ready to be i'm not done yet uh, i had a lot of fun in college for those people that went three years four years and busted their asses i had a lot of fun for those people and i wasn't really pushing to get in that workforce, like. Um, I didn't know I wanted to be, I didn't get into broadcasting, even though my stepdad was like a teacher. It was an instructor in a lot of it. Um, he, he slightly nudged me in that direction. And next thing I know, cause I was interning for him my freshman year, which there were no freshmen interns. And next thing I know, I'm like, yeah, I love this. And when I get to stand on the sidelines and shoot football, like my sport. And then I did all the sports eventually. And that was cool. And I really enjoyed that. But it was all those extra classes that were out of my major that, man, I did not apply myself. Looking back, I wish I'd go back in time and smack myself around and go, dude, get your head right, focus on your studies a little more. Um, You could have done better. But I'm never going back to school. I work at the University of Wyoming. I'm never going back. I love when I come home at the end of the day, I don't have to study. It's it's a beautiful thing and everything. Uh, Did they make you guys, Live in the dorms your freshman year?
1: Yes, we did. We all had to stay in uh, the guys that were on scholarships. We had to okay. stay in. It was called the bunk house, and it was okay. just like basically it sat right where are the the uh, frats and sororities kind of like down that row and everything. Yep. One of those same type buildings.
0: Now it's the IT building. Well, they de- demoed that that building, the uh, bunk house, and it's the IT building. It's huge right there, okay. and. That's where I well I work in IT, but my office is in the middle of campus because I'm fixing classrooms, so that's too far away. Yeah, travel over all the time. So I'm in Ross Hall, which oh yeah, one of the older buildings. Um, oh. Ross Hall, yeah. It, it, the campus is totally. I, mean, I don't know if you had a chance to look at it while you're just here. Yeah, it's so different, and we have so many new buildings, and I have students that work for me and I'm always like your campus is so awesome and they're like where'd you go to school and I'm like here Well, we didn't have half this stuff or any of this stuff and they're like really and I'm like no no we didn't they were like you'll go and you'll like it like I was kind of (laughs) like you don't get these fancy pods to learn in and it was interesting and they're about to I think they're about to get rid of the dorms though really they're gonna build some new ones that have like suites and what the kids like today and everything, but I'm like, yeah. our, our dorms are I think the build, biggest buildings in Wyoming, like the tallest. I, I was like, right. we need to make those a historical landmark. Yeah. like not get rid of them. So I lived in McIntyre, okay. my first year, and uh, but I was a Laramie kid, and I I had like a roommate from Germany, and then. There was another Laramie guy on the floor and we became friends and my roommate moved out or I moved into his room. And so we just hung out with Laramie people. I was like, I really didn't get that dorm experience. I didn't meet a whole lot of new people. But I lived there another year, same kind of thing. I ended up joining a fraternity just so I could kind of branch out. I wasn't joining a fraternity. I joined when I was 20, not for girls and not for drinking. I knew how to do those things. I did it for their test files. I wanted, I wanted that stuff. I got some of like, my good grades while I was in the fraternity and then I turned 21 and got a job at the parlor and that kind of all faded really fast there and such. So yeah, college, I mean, w- was a blast and I mean, I didn't change majors all that much and everything. Um, my dad's a T te- was a teacher out in Oregon and he, I wanted to go into teaching. I think that was probably where I was going to go. And he talked me out of it. It was so weird. And I was like, cause I liked coaching. I coached fifth and sixth grade football when I was in college, coached basketball. I liked all that. I worked at summer camps. It, I mean, everybody's was like, you would have been a great teacher. And I was like, well, I'm down this broadcasting road. So I will stay there, which has led to great things and fun stuff. And I lived in New York for a while and, and met celebrities, but yeah. I always kept it in check because I was around you guys in college that you'd get kids running up to you, sign autographs or girls and everything. And you guys were so cool about it, but yet would walk away going, I just want to eat my lunch. Like, I just want to, <laughs> like, I, I, you're real people. Right. And then so like, I was like, yeah, so I don't bother like, people in those situations run into celebrities while eating and stuff. And I'm like, get them outside, talk to them that way or athletes and stuff. And I'm like, you know, they're real people. They go through the same stuff we do. They put their shoes on, they pants one leg at a time. Like the real people out there there. And, and so, and as a college kid, I'm sure it could have gone to your head and it might have that you were probably more known in this town than you probably recall. Like they couldn't be like, Yep. That's Lee Von again. Or we, I always wanted to bring this up with you. I swear your name was just Lee Vaughn. like, that was it. Like Prince, like it was just one name, not Lee and not Vaughn. Which is just leave Cause it was always said that way. I'd never heard someone say Lee. I may be yeah, bad. At your yeah. last name, but I was like, Oh, it's two names. Like, right. probably playing in high school, I think, was that. And I was like, oh, it's two names, of course.
1: Too funny. <laughs> <man>. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I've heard that from, that's that's funny because I've heard that before and it, it just amazes me. Like, I mean, because I'm not no famous dude, famous guy, but yeah, uh, I've just never thought about that. But I, I did say, now, if I ever do, you know, if I become a famous artist, or I can sign an L-E-V-O-N, like, leave on.
0: I like that. I like that. That could be your your that, uh,
1: that that what they call that that uh that signature name. I can't remember. You know the, how the artist goes under like a code name. Oh or yeah, <laughs> your be alias. Yeah, yeah. Be your alias
0: like for sure. There was a there was a long time people thought my real name was DJ Rude because I was advertised as DJ Rude, and I would be like. Like they'd come out to me and they're like, I'm like, what's my first name? And they'd be like, DJ. And I was like, so <laughs> I, my parents named me DJ and I became one. And they're just like, yeah. And I'm like, no, it's Justin, but I rarely use that one, but I was, it would crack me uh-huh. up. And so, cause okay. I had the nickname rude since I was like 13 and I DJ the parlor and I was just rude. That happened to be a DJ Our DJ was all over town. And then I came back to Wyoming after working in New York and I worked at Lovejoys and Laramie and the manager was like, we're going to, I advertised you as DJ rude. And I was like, man, I never thought of it that way. And that's yeah, when I got semi celebrity status in this town. It was interesting to like go to Walmart or go shopping. And they I'd hear people just scream DJ rude across the store at me. And I'd be like, Hey, and they're like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, getting cereal like it was a (laughs) it was shocking because i was like i'm just a local dj not anything bigger and you're making this weird sometimes and Uh, so i'm 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 sure you got that i mean as you went up the ranks and became you know starter and 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 was on the team i'm sure people would come up and talk to you like they know you
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and that happened I don't know. We you have different personalities that will deal with it in certain yeah. ways. And at the same time, you also had the same person that would deal with it differently depending on what mood he was in, or, yeah. or, or what the situation or outcome to a game was. So I was used to that. And I always used to kind of like what you said about us. Well, you're yeah. one of us, local celebrity kind of yeah. guys, one of us, but when when you are that other that person that's that's coming up and talking and just like just hey 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 you know bugging you when when maybe you don't want to be talked to i actually take that other approach and say you know what i was there once yeah i was there once and and i'm looking at like my very first football game i see marcus allen at a raiders broncos game Uh you know so it's things like that that says I remember jumping up and down, trying to like kind of squeeze through people so I can get a good look at them and and those kind of things. So I put myself in that position and understand where you're coming from, where they're coming from, when when kids and and people just come up to you and want to talk to you and just be a part of it. They just want to oh, be, yeah. part, of it, you know, and so I, I get that.
0: Oh, it's privately. I said stuff. I loved it. But there were yeah, times yeah. where I'm just yeah, like,
1: yeah. I, I'm yeah, not I, like we all, we all be lying if we did. there's times where you want to want to go off on your own or kind of do your own thing. But in your mind, it's like part of your, uh, in your head contract kind of thing. It's like a deal, you know? And
0: that was a big part of the reason I moved to New York. Um, I mean, I'd worked at summer camps out there and I had met my now ex-wife and because I wanted to blend into the crowd, I was tired of people knowing my business before my business was, I even knew it. Like I'd go into my mom's office and she knows stuff about me before she worked on campus and I'd be like, wow, I need to get out of this town. And uh, it was nice to fade into the woodwork. And then, I mean, New York's huge. So yeah, it's a big woodwork and not be noticed and not be all that stuff. And then I moved back, no intentions to become another DJ. It just kind of worked out. And then it was like celebrity stuff. And I was like, okay, I don't know how these people do this half the time that are legit celebrities you know like tom cruise and stuff you know like how can you i mean and they still stay gracious to fans sometimes and stuff but like i wonder you should be able to be normal and yes you do work that people really enjoy and and it's inspiring stuff like that but man we're all normal at the end of the day we all just want a little break we don't have to non be nonstop entertainers all the time or like people probably were like oh, yeah, you should have done this on this play. And you're like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how to react to that because you're not on the field. You're not putting in the time. You're, they're not doing that. And so that would be hard to take sometimes. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I was so, gonna say A lot of times this hindsight when they're seeing it, it, you know, they wouldn't have saw it when it's going right before their eyes, you know, 100 miles an hour. Oh, kind yeah. of like We're all it brings me to another point where it's kind of funny because those are also along the lines of a lot of the things we heard was when we would win it was a we thing i know Ah. lose it was a y'all thing so it's like we won we won everyone's cheering and then when we lose it's like we're over here standing along and they're like hey what happened to you guys you know, it's kind of like, yeah. the, aren't you part of us? We lose yeah. to get But it's not, It was, you know, so you had those kind of fans as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know,
0: I We true. were, I was at a game and my friend, it was uh, one of the brambles was playing quarterback. And we, my friend was like, just throw the ball. And we his parents are right in front of us. And his mom turned around and goes, it's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> You're yeah, absolutely right. You're absolutely right. We'll <laughs> shut up now. We'll shut up now. And, and it is. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I see the levels that, you know, guys play on and I'm glad, like, I didn't necessarily make it into the college level. I knew my talent and everything. Um, so you said you had the five-year plan. So you left Wyoming. Did, did you get drafted? Did you play pro or something like that? Was that?
1: I did. Uh, The Cowboys called me in 97 and they picked me in the sixth round. I was 187th pick in that, uh, the 1997 draft. Nice. So that was, I mean, I was on cloud nine. I I can't even describe that feeling. Um, I remember the day like it was yesterday. My older brother was with me. He was here in Laramie. I was in Laramie. Okay. And, um, you know he we were just at my house I, I was a roommate with Wayman and and janae at the time. All right. Yeah, we were roommates at that time. And all I remember is being on the phone with the chiefs. I was actually on the phone with the chiefs and you know they're giving me this hype story about hey, you know, when we really want a guy, we talk to him, we go get him and when we really see a guy on film, we reach out, it means we really want him. And I, they were hyping the story up but at the end they said but hey you know we we're not going to look to try to draft you just yet so basically they were wanting me as a free agent pick they were uh-huh. trying to just wait till i hopefully that no one picks me up and they wanted to do it that way you know they even used troy there's like ask troy you know so they kind of knew the connection it was like your boy troy you can ask him when we want a guy we go get him but all the while you know they they assured me that they're not going to probably use this pick for this round. I was like, okay. So at that time, the Cowboys call, you know, and then they're just like, hey, I uh, can't even remember the guy's name. Let's go crazy. Like, basically, I'll almost say Larry Lacewell. They they just had a bunch of personnel guys around yeah. there. You know, it was one of the personnel guys, and he calls, and he just says, hey, stick by the phone because we, we got you on our board. And I was like, oh, wow. It's like, we're, we're, really, we're really considering looking at you. And that was a good feeling. I was like, wow. So, so I'm sticking by the phone, I'm not going anywhere. And all of a sudden, the phone rings again. It's Jerry Jones. And I was like, whoa. And no, you know, I, I take that back. It started off as Barry Switzer. Okay. He was the first one to get on the phone. And um he was just like, hey we're, we're we're finna get you we're finna get you and that's all he said you know he's kind of a little fiery guy
0: yeah we're gonna,
1: we're gonna F and get you and i was like okay 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 he's like stick by the phone and um or well that was the second call he said that on the first call the, i i got them all mixed up i'm all yeah <laughs> basically it was it was Barry swisser on the phone and then jerry jones got on the phone he's like hey how would you like to be a cowboy and I was like are you kidding me you know that that's basically what i said and and they kept saying stick by the phone stick by the phone and they actually hung up again so it took the third call for them <laughs> to actually say that they drafted me and it's wow. like congratulations you've been drafted by the Dallas Cowboys you're officially a cowboy and and when he said officially i mean i hadn't signed any documents or anything but he said that and it made me feel good and then so then my brother I just remember him throwing me on the ground and he just starts punching me in my chest. He's like, yeah, you know, we just, just celebrating. yeah, oh, It was just a memory that, that I'll never forget.
0: So did you like, did you have an agent at the time? Did you have to get an agent right after that? Did you expect to get drafted?
1: I, I was told that I was a projected fifth round pick. I was talking to around three different agents at that time. and one of them was actually local and he was just starting out and I really wanted to take a chance with him but he didn't have anybody he didn't you know he didn't have anyone and then I I had another guy who was really almost promoting himself and what he can do like look what I can do kind of thing not necessarily for me you know and he showed me at this time I remember this guy was out of New Jersey or New York and he was he had some of the guys in videos, you know, like I remember the Fuji's huh. video. You know, he just had some guys in, yeah. in videos. And just, I don't know if you remember, but some of the guys he represented Wayne Gandy and uh, Ruben Brown. I remember okay. those two, they're big linemen and they were in the Killing Me Softly video. And he showed me that. And he represented Bone Thugs and Harmony. Ah. So he had his hands in a little bit of everything. And so that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way thinking little old me in a sixth round, I'm not going to get a whole lot of attention if he's representing guys like this. Yeah. So I eliminated him. And then I had a guy who his name was um, Jim out of Lawrence, Kansas. And while I was in Wyoming, he was at my house in in, in Wichita, Kansas. So his approach was that he went and visited my parents and, visited them. and i was like wow that was a that was a pretty good move and so that was his approach and it sold me right away i'm like wow this guy took the time to go meet my parents first and never really met me you know i met you know they met my parents he met my parents first he wanted to see what kind of kid i was and i and i thought that was awesome and it showed me what kind of guy he was at that time and that's who i ended up going with so i was really unfamiliar with the process and if i could do it again i would like someone to teach i would have wanted to be taught the process you know like okay so right when you get drafted who's going to look after you to teach you about some money or teach you about agents the percentages of things you know there's just a lot of things that young guys at that time did not know um But the fortunate thing was that was the first year of the inaugural uh, rookie symposium. So now they have, you know, process, many, many things and and resources in place now for for the young guys coming out. But at that time there was very little uh, that they had in place for guys with just, just different things going on.
0: And so what, I mean, what was it like going to camp Dallas Cowboy camp?
1: That was pretty awesome. Uh, we had a couple of, um, you know, what, what do they call them, like the OTAs, where you just go in June or July, oh, yeah. and you, you're there for a week, and then you come back. So just just coming down here, and this is a crazy thing. So where I live right here right now, and I've lived in maybe 12 or 13 different places here in in the Metroplex of <laughs> Dallas, I am literally maybe about a half a mile, maybe one mile top from the very first hotel that we had to check in and when everything was just so surreal. So yeah, it it just comes full circle and just so ironic. Um, That was just a dream come true because I I have my little escort and here I am driving down to Dallas and you know, I stopped through Wichita say hi to my parents. Hey, I'm gonna go do my cowboy thing, so to speak. Yeah you know so i get down there and and everything's just in place for you you know your name everything you're, you're just taken care of which you've always been even college it's like we're so spoiled as athletes and and i'll be the first to admit it <laughs> so it was just an awesome experience uh, And when i get down here and get into the locker room and everything i'm looking around and i see Deion Sanders, Michael Irvin—you know, just you just you're just looking around in the locker room, not not the actual guys themselves, but their lockers. Oh yeah, their lockers, and it's just like this is so real. I'm just looking around, and then three down, I'm just looking and walking slowly, looking at all the names, and I see my name, exactly like Dion's inscribed. It's not a gray one or nothing. It's not. You know, it's just like Deion Sanders, one, two, three, Lee Vaughn, 37. I'm like, whoa, they got my number right. You know, so I was kind of in awe of all this kind of stuff just just as a young guy. You know, you never hear that side of it when you're, when you're kind of the star athlete and you're a great athlete and you, you kind of seem like you might be a little maybe coming off as a, like, this is expected. But as young guys, we really are in awe of this kind of stuff. Oh. It's like, well. This is this is really awesome, you know. So I speak for a lot of guys that just make it. It's like wow, this is amazing. So,
0: oh, I'm sorry. I think maybe think about. I was covering the Jets while I was in New York, living in New York. We were in their locker room, and oh yeah, I totally was like fanboyed out. Like, and it's just to see that like how um catered they are to whatever thing you want. I mean, they could get and. So, like, I'm standing there and there's Curtis Martin. That's when they were, he was playing, and Vinny was playing, and uh, Chad Pennington was the backup. And I'm just standing there, like, waiting to we're waiting to talk to Curtis Martin. And Chad just walks up to me and just like, hey, how you doing? And just starts talking to me about my job. And I was like, what's up? And he's like, I'm Chad Pennington, and I, it's hard not to go, yeah, I know, like, yeah, you're a baller, I get it, like, and uh. It was amazing. And then like Herm Edwards was the coach at the Mm -hmm. time I was there. And I would only do backup work for our main sports photographer. So I would come in every so often, not not consistently. And I did one press conference, I met him through because my reporter knew everyone and I met him. Then I come back like a month or two later, maybe a month later. And he remembers me like from Wyoming, like knew my story, like it was all in his head, and I was like, "How? How? Like, there's a zillion dudes that come through this place, and you remember who I am exactly." And it was amazing, and just to see those facilities, and yeah, I w- I couldn't imagine, like you're suiting up in the same locker room as like Dion and Michael Irvin and and those guys, and going, "Can I be? Can I be the next part of that?" trio that quad you know can i be the next dallas big name cowboy and everything i mean well they had Novacek that played there, dallas cowboys so it came from wyoming and everything
1: absolutely and uh, steve cypress was right there down with me too from wyoming but he got drafted that third round right there to the cowboys so imagine that i mean maybe cowboy fans were upset who knows You you draft two guys from the University of Wyoming. Like, did they want that? We don't know.
0: Well, because you guys had like what 90, yeah, six, yeah, that teat year, uh, really good. That was a great year. And I was talking to you guys when you came to visit, and I was so caught up in it too, working video and everything, traveling here and there. That I had no I had, in my head I had no clue that we were undefeated. I say we see. I was always and I never when we lost, I never said you guys. I was like, we okay. lost. Okay. Yeah. And uh when that San Diego game, I was like, we're undefeated. Like that was kind of like the realization moment. I was like, holy, like I just expected great things out of the team. And next thing I know, I mean, i would be videotaping. I'm like, oh, we won. All right, let's go cover the news conference, do the coach shows. You know, everybody was in good spirits always. It seemed like, and mm-hmm. and it was a fun team to be around. And so I think that's why you and Steve got drafted because because that team was significant. I mean, and it, they're running offenses now based on what Tiller was doing back then.
1: Yeah, and, and so yeah.
0: like, oh, those guys will never make it. It's gimmick stuff, and and now everybody seems to do the same kind of plays, and it's interesting. Um, so to your Dallas Cowboy camp, you actually get on the field, you did your OTAs. Now we're doing real summer camp
1: and everything.
0: Yeah. And they, they they moved out to California eventually, but they were still down in in Dallas at the time, right?
1: Well, the, the first year they're they're down here in Texas, Texas but they yeah. went, we went to Austin at Austin. St. Edward University, so basically over there by the university of texas matter of fact that's where you know i i ended up tearing my knee up early on and and i got my mri at the university of texas wow. that's, what, that's what it was and so it started off the first year in 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 austin texas i just spilled my water i apologize wow. um and then the year after that we were on the move to uh mid was it midwestern state going out towards uh like midland okay i might have my cities mixed up you know it was midwestern state i can't it was going out that way so we had moved around because they did do california before i got there you know all those years and everything and then just recently they had started to staying kind of close and then they tried San Antonio just after that for a couple of years. I don't know if you remember that at the Alamo Dome. Uh-huh. And uh, and now they're back out in California, of course. I think that's where they, you know, I think it's a strategic move by Jerry as far as trying to get the, the keeping the fans involved and 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 new 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 fans. You know, he he already knows he has Texas pretty much sold up. He went down to San Antonio when the Texans came to town. <laughs> I thought that was a smart move by him to make sure that he still gets some of these, uh, you know, um, yeah. some of these Texan fans to stay. Oh cowboy. yeah, stay cowboy fans. No jumping
0: ship to that other team. Right, right. right. <laughs> yeah. And so, what? Okay, you tore your knee up. What'd you do to your knee?
1: I tore my ACL. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah, tore it up pretty good. Has some meniscus damage, and it was all on just a. a a route running, you know. I had a receiver by the name of Billy Davis, and he was—he's was pretty big, pretty big, and pretty fast. He's just kind of, kind of like a wild receiver kind of guy. And uh he just barely pushed off, you know. My foot was planted kind of a awkward way, and just that slight push is what just made it go all the way, you know. And it didn't even look like a bad thing or anything. You couldn't tell just by looking at the film over and over and over. I've seen it a thousand times. Yeah you just wouldn't have known and it was in practice and unfortunately that that took me out and i was immediately i thought i was going to be able to come back and play that year because that's one of those things where i just wish there was a course or some way you can get educated on hey what happens when you get hurt and like how does this process work you know yeah I I just had to learn on my own and went through the whole process just through experience of, wow, this, that that was something when I got on the other side of that, you know, because let me tell you, there's some times where I just wanted to walk again. I was like, I don't care if I ever play a down a football again. Like it was that bad where that was a pretty, pretty traumatic experience, you know, because I was in a wheelchair for just a day, kind of willing, getting wheeled around. Then I was on crutches forever. Graduated to one crutch, you know, then to the, just the, 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 um, the brace. So long process. It was a very long process.
0: Well, when, and, and also, I mean, I never tore, but I tore, I mean, I hurt my ankle and knee skiing my senior year. And, uh, you may be healthy, but physically, but your head is scared to death that you're going to do that again and it's really hard to get through that and wow. i i pushed back I mean, to to ski again off a severely sprained ankle and knee nothing torn but it was some rehab mm-hmm. and i skied in pain for a long time and and still couldn't do things i thought i could do because mm-hmm. my head wasn't there it probably took a couple years to be comfortable skiing again and like i totally like quit squatting. Like I would do different workouts. I was like, I just don't trust it. I mean, I sound like a popcorn machine now, like when yeah, I, I walk around and everything. And, and so, yeah, I can't imagine full tears like that. And, and the, the process, you're like, just heal. Cause I want to walk yeah. and, and then let alone play again. Like, right. Like, right. will it do what I want it to do? I'm sure yeah, that
1: no. that is heavily in your mind. Well, yeah. So, So it was, and then I said, okay, just trust the process. You have to trust the process. And even when you remind yourself over and over to trust the process, it's still a a difficult task to do. And so I ended up playing these games with myself and said, okay, so what I realized I was trying to do is come back too hard, too fast. Like you want to prove yourself and now you're just, you're overexerting, you're doing too much, you're overrunning, you're almost making yourself look bad. And that's what started happening. So i was like lee slow is smooth and smooth is fast so i told myself back up a little bit just just do what you've done to get to this point and then start there at a slower pace and then you're going to naturally speed up and that's what i was trying to do and as soon as i took that approach my hamstring goes (sighs) i'm running down the field i get a big old knot and it looks like someone just Just took me out just shot me in in the leg or something and and that was it after that happened you know unfortunately and this was all the way time have passed since then this is all the way the next year uh training camp of 98 no and then you go so you know so unfortunately that happened and then fast forward to 2003 with a lot of in between playing later i tore my left knee (laughs) up Playing arena football, so I've had two ACL tears in these knees, and uh, but I'm still thankful and blessed that I still get to run around and I still run around with my kids and we still train, so I'm still able. You know, I'm still able-bodied.
0: And speaking of your kids, yeah, what are their ages, names? When did they come along? That's that's. I mean, I'm sure. Well, I was gonna say you probably once you tore up your other knee, football was kind of time to time to stop.
1: Yeah, I, I. I literally 2004 tried it one more time and I was in some arena football and I just brought the whole bag with the helmet and the shoulder pads and just sat everything right there in the middle of the floor to the coach. And I just told him I'm done. I was like, nah, I, I tried. Like literally there was two practices. And after that, I, I was walking like Frankenstein. I, I just couldn't bend my knees at all. And things were just messed up. I was yeah. like, Okay. And and now ones. back
0: to your kids. All right. When do they come along? Ages, names. They want to hear them. their names talked about.
1: Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I have three boys, and their name is in ascending – well, no. The oldest, the youngest, Darian, Devin, and Marcus. Ah. So these are my three boys, and they all – take part in a sport they all they're they're great kids for one they're great kids they're they're just you know their mom's done a fantastic job and and i say they're at plural you know they they, they have different moms've okay. done just an awesome job and 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 dealing with me i haven't always been the, <laughs> the, the 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 easiest person to deal with and uh i just appreciate their patience and everything and they love sports. They're all in different places. Two of my kids have been to the University of Wyoming. One of them was on the uh, team as a preferred walk-on oh. in, in 2020 or 2019 for that spring. But uh, and he's actually the one that's here. That's that's my older son. Okay, so he um, he's here. He's still trying to play. He has a. He just got an acceptance letter from uh San Angelo state, he's trying to go to UNT. He has a, it, it, he has a year and a half of eligibility to still play ball at the D one level. If he goes D two or three, he has around two or three years left. So he's kind of weighing options, but he still, he works out with a great trainer here. Uh, he's famous known, you know, just the other day, he showed me film. He's working out with a, a cornerback from Duke. Um, one guy just committed to, um, USC, Oregon, Oregon. So he works out with a lot of good guys, and I look at his uh, his feet, and they're sweet. I mean, they're 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 faster than half the guys out there. So he really has a good shot if he can just kind of balance things out, you know, through his.
0: What's he play? What position?
1: Z A. So so the thing is, all his highlights is is a running back, and uh-huh. he felt he was out of position because he had to be a running back at his high school because he was clearly the best one.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. he loves defense and he loves to run around and he loves corner. Now his size gives him a little trouble because he's about 5'10 and he's smaller than me. He's like one, he's trying to get to maybe 160. So he's small, but he, he's he's fiery, he's determined. And, and, and these days it's about who you know. And, and he he's still trying to stay in the area and play ball. And so my middle boy, is Devin, and he goes to the University of Wyoming right now. He's 19. Uh. Yeah, and he's 19. Um, he's trying to go out for the team. And I just heard there's some tryouts here recently. So I, I do a little bit of trying to go back and forth and trying to get in touch with some people to try to get him some opportunities. And I, I don't know what's going on up there right now, but a lot of guys you know went through that portal, and I just saw four out of five of their corners that played. Are, are you know gone and he also plays defense, uh-huh. so he's defense so he's more of a safety though his feet aren't quite as quick but his awareness and his hands are unreal you yeah. know what I mean he's a great player and so he's trying to walk on to Wyoming and hopefully as a preferred walk on so I hope he gets that opportunity. And I'm trying to do everything that I can to help him along that process. We'll keep an eye out for him. (laughs) Okay. Please do. And so then I have my son Marcus, who's in Canada. He's in Vancouver, so I played for the BC Lions. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was up there for a while and spent some time up there. And he plays basketball. Well, he played football, but he's grown. The kid is six foot five. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah so he's he's just playing basketball and and doing very well with a um college i can't even <laughs> it, 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 the the name just for some reason up in canada these names i i just get i just never remember him you know yeah beat, but he's up there playing basketball so he's yeah. you know right now um kind of having back trouble so he has to get an mri soon so he's been out can't play really this year but that's his sport you know so so Mm -hmm. they're all doing things and he's also he's 19 so um one son will be well basically 19 20 and 22 that's their age yeah
0: yes chips off the old block getting after that those athletics out there well six five whoa yeah, oh, six five. <laughs> yeah, dude
1: just brought it up. His mom's tall, like she's probably like maybe a half inch taller than I am. So uh-huh. he some tall jeans in his family.
0: I wish I had the like. My uncles were like six two, six three, and stuff. And so everyone's like, "You're gonna be that tall," and it never panned out. I was like, "If I could just gotten that in cleats, I'm I'm six foot, a little over six foot, probably with cleats on, but five eleven dot 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 right now, yeah. and and so." <laughs> But yet, my body in my 40s thanks me for not pushing yeah, it out yeah. and trying to play. And because, yeah, I sound like the popcorn machine. Yeah, and I
1: haven't been 40s, though, man. You don't you, look <laughs> too bad at all, I'll say.
0: Genetics. Everyone says that. I'm like, ah, it happens. It's yeah, genetic, yeah. good genetics. Thank my parents. I always really? do. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah. Because I get people who are like, oh, I thought you were in your 30s. And I'm like, thank you. Yeah. But I'm recommend. not. I've, I've seen some stuff too and yeah. so i was, I was like I got, I got the gray hair uh one last question man we're going a little bit here one last question for you and i ask this of everyone but we really didn't meet until like a few months ago and i usually ask since so the show's called all my friends with Justin Flasker, how'd we meet and you can tell your side and i'll tell mine
1: oh gosh <laughs> <laughs> if I can remember my side I well let's just say how we met I remember seeing you at one of the spots that we were hanging out at during the um, oh goodness I'm just trying to think of what spot that was where we I, were oh it was
0: at the library
1: the library yeah so i don't did we is that the first time we met
0: i i won i mean I, that i can remember i know <laughs> lots of times have passed it has to be in college at some point yeah
1: that that's what i'm saying like yeah i'm just like if if i i almost want to say we met at the parlor but i just
0: or if you were ever over at josh's place downtown
1: so but, i was there, i never went over there uh, ah yeah. We if and, and he had a little something going on, a little bash or something, but I hardly ever we the defense. Well, I don't even want to say that either. We just kind of had our own little places we were we were the closest unit that. Yeah, I don't even know if there's any unit that was closer than that college team. So. So as I say this, I'm not saying we were separate and I didn't hang out over there, but just you had your click within a click kind of thing. Yeah. I just never found my way over there or had i known maybe i would have but i was yeah. kind of a body and you know i was hanging out with girlfriends and stuff like that so so yeah that was me but i'm just willing to bet that it had to be at the parlor yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. definitely
0: um yeah there was one time oh man i'd break up a fight and it was two marines and they were thrown around that n-word and oh, no. uh all you guys were up there mm-hmm. and i was like my friends are going to kill you like <laughs> and we, brothels were being broken wrestlers uh, involved i'd like go i threw them out like i mean it was a couple of us i get them out the back door i got you guys out the front and i was like just don't <laughs> fight in here just kill each other on the street <laughs> i get while you're upset just don't do it here Right. And we, it was such a mess. We had to shut down the parlor for a little bit that night. I think we shut rest for the tonight. It was rough. I remember definitely Wayman and Greg and, and being there for sure. And someone's like, you grabbed Monty and moved him real easily. And I was like, he let me move him pretty easily. I don't move <laughs> nose tackles very easily <laughs> like that. Um, but, but it could have been one of those times. But then I saw you. We were at the library. The The 96 team was back. And I've like hit milk and I was like, who's that? And he's like, it's Lee. And I was like, of course it is. And I was like, I've never really remember talking to him throughout college. I played against him and I was like, I got to go. I got to talk to him. And then sparked up conversation, got you on the podcast. And, and Mm. hopefully I could get down to Dallas, see my friends, my friends, my older sister lives down there. I got milk's down there. Wayman's down there. You're down there, so it's good reasons to get back down to Texas again and and see you guys and hang out. And I mean, I had a blast that first night you guys were here. I couldn't do it. the second night. I was I think I was drunk through the game. I I wanted to get home to watch Oregon play. And the longer I sat on my couch, I was not gonna get back up again. It was not happening. It was the game day was first time i'd showed up tailgate like just straight up still drunk like
1: yeah. <laughs> we we had a we had a good time that yeah. night. it was a blast and it was it created some more memories and that's what it's all about yeah creating, and having a good time and, and just reminiscing well i'm
0: glad you made it up and uh it was a pleasure hearing your stories on the show i'm glad you gave me my time thanks for being on my show
1: Hey, it was awesome. It was a privilege, man. Thank you for having me. And and anytime you need me or want me to come back, I'll, I'll be happy to do it, man.
0: I want to thank Lee for being on the show. If you haven't seen the all my friends Facebook post about this episode. I was wearing a 49ers Joe Montana jersey because I knew Lee was in Dallas and the Dallas Cowboys are playing the 49ers this weekend in the first round of the playoffs, or may have already played them by the time you listen to this episode. I didn't recall that Lee was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys, and it was pretty cool that both Barry Switzer and Jerry Jones called him on draft day. Being a sports fan, I geeked out to that moment. Lee? The Wyoming Cowboys football team may need all three of your sons, even the six-foot-five one. So many players have entered the transfer portal from the University of Wyoming. (sighs) I will save the transfer portal talk for another episode. On to the next episode.
1: All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud. All my friends, all my friends, all my friends with Justin Flaskerud.